Brandon Molson. Justin Smith. Man, we're in the mobile office here today. Is this the first time we've recorded in here? Yes. It's pretty interesting. I like it. Yeah, it's a sweet setup. I could get used to it. Especially if we were like on the road heading to a hunting destination or fishing destination. Yeah, I mean, granted, we're in my driveway, but, uh, you know, we can move it around. Hey, as long as you don't look out the windows, you can pretend you're anywhere. <laughs> right? Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah? Yeah. Um, late season's happening. It's almost Christmas. You out there? No, but I would love, I'm like manifesting this, okay? Like first week in January, do like a 36, 48 hour trip down to Ohio for a late season. Oh yeah? I don't know why, but I've been thinking about it. I'd be up for that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like. I mean, I, I filled my tag down there. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're looking for a professional guide, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could go. <laughs> Brandon, can I, I hire you? The, I'm so far from that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Mosin. The guide. The guide. <laughs> That's awesome. Who's gotten two bucks, not any in his own state, and on like a pristine whitetail property in the middle of southeast Ohio. But. You've only been hunting for a few years, so everything you're doing, the things you're learning, you're applying it, and you're getting deer. So, oh, hey, we're having fun. Yeah, I mean, I I think there's some some benefits and some positives to uh, the results that you've been getting. I have spent a decent amount of time in those woods down there. We would have a good time. Maybe put you on some deer. Huh? Oh, maybe. Maybe a deer. Maybe you can call them up, get them on the phone, see where they'll be at. Would you go muzzleloader? The first week of uh, or um, January, and I have one that has yet to be used. Really? Yes. Great. So let's go. Uh, real quick. Yeah. Interesting. Have one. Know how to shoot it. Shot muzzle loader before. I don't think I know how to like load one. Okay. So huge learning opportunity for me. You do it once. It's pretty self-explanatory. Afterwards, all right. Well, after you get off the phone with your dear friends down in Ohio and figure out where they're going to be first week of January, I think it'd be interesting. Yeah. So, uh, Brandon, what uh, what are we talking about today? We've been spending a lot of time on building out our network. So that 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 means a lot of different things. And I think when you and I first came together talking about building out a network, we weren't, we were just talking about network of outdoorsmen and women of all different backgrounds. And I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's morphed into a lot more. Now I think we're pretty focused in on finding different guides, different outfitters, and then subject matter experts of across the board. It could be duck calling. It could be fly tying. It could be, just anything outside of golf. I'm in. Down. Yeah. But we've had some pretty good response. And I think we have a decent lineup moving into the 2020 new year here where our podcast guests and uh, and hopefully our listeners are going to have some pretty good content to listen to. It's been very fulfilling starting to have these conversations, build out a network of, like you said, guys and out- or guides and outfitters. But the people you're connecting with, they naturally become enthusiastic about what we're trying to cultivate. Yeah, we talk a lot about deer or fishing. 
And then if we're in whatever season we're in, we're, you know, duck season and doing a little uh, goose, you know, waterfowl, you name it. But um, some of the people we've come across, they, you know, they, they have a, an interesting, very specific take on whatever. And I'm, I'm looking forward to having them on. Right? Yeah. Heck Every yeah. time, and I'm speaking for myself here, but I'm going to think you'll agree with this. Every time we've connected with somebody in regards to like, hey, this is what we're doing let's figure out a way to, you know, work together type thing. I've learned something about their, their hunting, like the species they may hunt or like, um, the national, uh, squirrel and rabbit cook off. Mm. Is that, is that what it was? Yeah. There's this huge convention down South and I'm like, what? Yeah. People flying in from all over the country. One of the guys we met was a judge of a this judge. event. Literally a judge. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, I didn't even know something like that existed. So how many other things like that are out there that we have no idea about? Oh, I can't wait. We'll I mean, dig in. Oh, I mean, not even that, but the people we're connecting with across. I mean, we have people, what, Alaska, Washington, down south, yep, Midwest, obviously. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. All over the place. Yeah, it's wild. Putting together a trip in Mexico, probably not. It's not going to happen in 2022, but that'll be interesting. Fishing down there for a, for a whole week. But just the systems that we're putting in place of different outfitters and guides and subject matter experts to help us host these types of events, I'm really excited about. What? Okay, so when you're thinking of these guides or outfitters or pro field staff, what's like what's a commonality be- commonality between them besides like the outdoors? So if I'm thinking about like the people, members of Network Outdoors, where do they fit into to those categories? I think there's a good array of, of backgrounds. And what makes this exciting for me, at least, is rarely do we come across somebody where we're like, oh, yeah, you're definitely like Justin. Or you're definitely, oh, yeah, you're for sure like Jim. Oh, man, you and Adam, exactly the same. Yeah. Not one person. You're We're a lot of people, right. man. Yeah. In, in the short period of time that we've been trying to build this network, we've met a lot of people. And not one person is like exactly the same as the other. One person's like, I am so fascinated at fly tying. And then you're like, okay, well, cool, fly tying. And then you sit down for about five minutes and you start hearing about, well, I duck hunt so I can keep the, the mallard feathers so I can tie this type of pattern. Or I start connecting with people over in uh, these fast casual restaurants so I can go steal their grease because I like to bear hunt in the UP. And if you put it out there weeks in advance, they start checking it and leaving tracks and attracts more stuff that I would, I have no right? idea. Really? You're behind a fast casual restaurant stealing, not stealing, but taking like used, with permission used grease. Yeah. Didn't think about it or tons of different personalities, right? And so when you're thinking like, oh, like maybe this guy, not you can't compare him to anybody because he's so unique, right? But maybe let's just say on a on a disc scale, high D, and then this this guy over here, like on an S, you know, like yeah, and they become like great friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting to me. You're 100 percent right, though. Everyone we met is very like. It just they have something about themselves. Well, we, we put the matrix on, and I'll, I'll use matrix. We, we put some descriptors on our website of 
those that are in the obvious category of I'm, I'm a business person. I love networking and I love being outdoors to I am getting into business and I am getting into the outdoors and then everything in between. And I, I think people naturally are fitting into those four quadrants. There has to be some interest in both business and the outdoors for whatever reason or networking in the outdoors. For sure. Mm-hmm. The the way that I've been explaining it and it, you know, we have our own each at the end of the day, it's the same message, but like I, I try to paint a picture when you're sitting around a bonfire and you're, whether they're complete strangers, family, friends, et cetera, and you're just sitting there and you think about the conversations, the, the levels of intellectual, like just convos that are happening. Not one time have I ever connected on the level with a person that enjoys being in the outdoors with a business professional in a open bar or a conference room at a networking event. I mean, think about who was at so our Harsons Island duck hunting event. We had a couple of events. That last one where we had the most people yeah. sitting around that bonfire, there was a fireman, a Mexican restaurant owner, a physical therapist, financial services, marketing, recruiting. Uh, the firearms guy. Oh, um, yeah, the firearms guy, an accountant, a lot of those don't mix besides being around a bonfire at duck camp. Yes. Unbelievable. I mean, everyone was so enthusiastic. It was raining for majority of that evening where pouring rain, pouring rain, rain breaks around like nine, nine thirty, And everyone was so fired up to go outside, have a fire. And we were out there for quite a few hours. Yeah. Literally nobody stopped talking, laughing. It was a great time. Yeah. Great feedback. Yeah. I don't know. So leading up into this year, we're, how are we going to make these podcasts interesting or how are we going to make getting out knowledge interesting rather than just having it focused, a uh, video camera focusing on one of our faces? That's why I made that joke earlier. I'm clearly very far from being any kind of guide or subject matter expert. I'm a, I'm a, I would consider myself a student forever. And I love that. I, I like to just, I'll talk on this podcast, but when I'm around somebody that knows a lot of stuff, I'm just going to shut up and listen because it's amazing what you can absorb. So coming into 2022, I, I dropped a few of the fly tying person talking about going over to um, Harsons or wherever to duck hunt and keeping mallard feathers or networking with um, pheasant farm owners and grabbing some of those tail feathers for different fly patterns. This guy's going to get on. We're going to do a YouTube series with him and a podcast series with him of not just, hey, pull out your fly tying vice and get going on with some string and feathers and whatnot, but he's going to break it down literally from... Flipping over a rock. Yeah. Flip over a rock and check out what's there. And if you if you if you came equipped with the wrong patterns, how to how to tie them. But then also there's changes of the day. There's different temperature changes, there's water changes, there's pressures, there's there's flows you have to look into. There's there's a lot more that goes into just here's a here's a fly. They love yellow caddis. All the yellow caddis are biting today. Great. But what happens when all of a sudden the fly changes or the hatch changes? 
or whatever. Now they're not eating yellow caddis. It's incredible. Yeah. When or we dry droppers yes. or when when the when the um, hatch is now hatching and then now it's dying, you got to change to spinners. There's just so many different things that go into it and what colors you go into, how to get them. Unbelievable. And while Brandon's talking about all this, um, and I don't know how Brandon feels, but like prior to meeting this individual, I really wasn't interested in the idea of tying my own flies, right? I, I think fly fishing, there is a form of art to it and on multiple levels. But when this gentleman was talking about all of everything Brandon just mentioned, like I'm usually a little bit more louder than Brandon. And sometimes I just like to yak, but I didn't speak and I was mind blown at what he was sharing and how it all made sense because this dude catches fish. Oh yes. Like it's unbelievable. Like he'd, he'd be working with us and he'd be like, by the way, incredible teacher. Um, but he'd be working with us. No, no, no. You got to try like this. And then he'd find be like, all right, watch. I'm not kidding. Watching him first cast fish. I'm not, am I exaggerating? While he was showing us <laughs> how to cast, where to cast, or how to do whatever, he caught more fish doing that than I did the entire trip. Yes. Unbelievable. It, it is. Oh, and then another, I mean, we'll, we'll, he'll get into it, but just even, so there's fly tying, but then there's also like size of hooks to use. So just because you, you put together a, a, a blue wing olive, it, it could be on a 16 or a 14. They might not be eating the 14. So you got to figure out if it's the 16 or the, you, there's just so much that goes into it. And then the lines that you attach to when we were fishing that lake, if you would have used anything smaller or bigger than six X, which is incredibly thin, you wouldn't catch anything. You wouldn't literally not have caught a fish. We had a blanket hatch, one in a thousands of fish surfacing eating bugs yeah i'm not exaggerating losing our fly next to real flies because multiple heads just came up around it and you forgot which one is yours and there's so many sitting out there yeah that was unbelievable but that's one person we're going to have on here and do an entire series of fly tying why when how where what to use equipment you name it, I'm fired up about that. We're doing that pretty soon. That's like one of the first projects we're working on for 2022. Yep. We've got Adam out in Washington, going to be talking about big game DIY hunting, how to get prepared, what to look for on maps, doing e-scouting uh, for mule deer and elk. Small game hunter. Yeah. Um, you talked about that guy going down and doing a... Um, and so we'll, we'll get into cooking, we'll get into hunting, different equipment, calling... I mean, there's, there's just professionals on, you name it, across the board. The reality is Brandon and I are meeting a ton of people that are very interested in doing a lot of things in the outdoors, and it's like they're all scattered all over the place, and we're trying to bring that group together to create experiences, whether that's in Michigan, Washington, Georgia, Arkansas. I mean, like there are people all over the United States that just want to do more things in the outdoors with people that also like doing that, Right. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, why not connect the dots there? Hey, and some people escape for all different reasons. They they want to go away for whatever kind of reason. And it could be pure enjoyment of, I want to catch the biggest fish I've ever seen in my entire life. Or it could be, I just want to be out in the elements in a surrounding that is unlike I am uh, used to on a daily basis and everything in between. Yeah. So we're actually, we're connecting with someone very soon who 
is thinking about and not not thinking about working with us. She's already doing this. Yep. Putting together events where it's a mix of river fishing, spirituality, painting components, different creative works of art, all into a weekend in tiny homes or log cabins in the middle of the woods of, of different parts of Michigan. Yeah. I mean, everything in between. We're going to be having these people on our podcast, part of our network. I'm so fired up. Dude, right? Oh, next year can't come soon enough. Hey, and when, when we're talking to this uh, individual soon, we're also going to be catching steelhead in the Pure Marquette River. Yes. Thank you. God, life sucks. Man. <laughs> but you know what? When you get into this network, you call that a Tuesday. A Tuesday. Mm. Man. Might be a Thursday. You're but- firing me up. <laughs> I get so excited like, about this. We're, we're, in the, uh, we're in the mobile office right now. I got a hoodie and a coat on, and I'm... I got chills, Brandon, for real. That is... When you... When you speak about it like that, it does, it brings everything full perspective. Like we have a lot of very interesting people we're meeting that know a lot about their specialty. And we've met people where knowing these types or kinds of people would bring value. Yep. Right. I mean, small bass, small bass or smallmouth bass fisheries. There's experts that are up in musky fishing, either in on Michigan lakes or great lakes or Minnesota, you name it. Everything you can think of going outdoors, and and if we're missing stuff here, we're not just talking about hunting, fishing. We're talking about ten day backpacking trips. We're Somebody talk- brought up kayaking, kayaking, sailboating. We have a guy that joined our network who has won the Mackinac race, going both from Chicago to Mackinac and Port Huron to Mackinac. Won both both races. Dang. Yeah. Come on, let's go. Lots to do outdoors. Lots of different backgrounds. Let's bring it all yeah. together. So if, if you're if you're listening to this and not hearing something that you think should be part of this network, or if you do hear something that resonates with you, but you might bring some different spin or some expertise, we want to hear from you. I'm ending it there. Let's Ladies and gentlemen, go. Brandon Molson speaking truth, dropping bombs. And it's only it's only like the middle of the week. Hey, we really appreciate you listening. All right, guys. Brandon, talk soon. Signing off. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Network Outdoors podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you or someone you know find value in connecting with other outdoors people, please drop us a line. We'll get you plugged in. Be sure to follow us on social at Network Outdoors and subscribe to our email list to stay up to date with events and outings by visiting NetworkOutdoors.com. Until next time, signing off.